of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. This episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class is brought to you by Get Your Guide. If you're planning a trip and you are not sure what you want to do when you get there, Get Your Guide offers the best way to connect with your destination. You can make memories from all over the globe with these tours that are locally vetted and expertly curated. All kinds of variety based on whatever it is that you're into. So if it's food or nature or sports, you can immerse yourself in any of these things on your next vacation. So just as some examples, there's a New York City deli food tour or whitewater rafting on the Grand Canyon. This is not just in the United States either. There is a chocolate and patisserie tour of Paris or a pasta making class in Rome. All of this sounds so awesome. You can discover and book your next unforgettable travel experience at getyourguide.com. Again, that is getyourguide.com. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotel's family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any of you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Tracy V. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. Uh, we talked about the history of migraine on the show this week. Um... Man, this whole episode brought up so many feelings for me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I had actually forgotten about my grandmother talking about her sick headaches until um, I was having a conversation with my dad. And so this must have been in 2019 uh, because I have not seen them yet since it has become a little safer to travel. Um, And I don't even remember how the subject came up. 
But he mentioned something about it, and he uh, he mentioned my grandma Jenny saying talking about her sick headaches, and I was like, oh yeah, I totally remember that. And then my dad said that um, he can have migraine attacks uh, if he like eats too much really dark chocolate. I think was the thing that that he described as a, a trigger for him. I had pretty bad recurring headaches when I was a like a child and a teen and a young adult. Uh, but never with any of the other symptoms that are associated with migraine attacks. Right. Um, and I also never, except for when I was a little kid and I was having weird headaches and I didn't know what was going on. Like my mom took me to the pediatrician and it turned out that was sinus headaches. So then I knew what a sinus headache felt like. <laughs> uh, but I had a lot more like sinus headaches and tension headaches. And I remember going to the doctor one time and being like, I feel like I have a headache all the time. And my doctor said, you have uncontrolled allergies. And I was like, oh, yes, you are correct. I do have uncontrolled allergies. Let's fix that. Let's fix that. Um, I sometimes would have a headache that was bad enough that I just had to go to bed. But unlike a lot of people describe with their migraine attacks, like I could go to bed and go to sleep and sleep it off. It was not something that was waking me up out of sleep or preventing me from sleep. Yeah. I'm the wussiest human on earth about headaches. Like, I I hate them. And even a mild headache is very upsetting to me. I have only had one in my life that fits a lot of the descriptors of a migraine. You know, like the sensitivity to light and like just uh-huh. the intensity and the nausea and like uh I have no idea what that was about. Like it, it was and it hit as I was walking into a movie that had a lot of cuts that faded to white. And so it just kept getting worse and worse. Oh, and I eventually no. just left and went and sat in the lobby and waited for the people I was with to be done. But like it was a one and done. I've never had another one like that before. And that was in like my early twenties. But I mean, like I said during the episode, I definitely had a family culture where it was like bad headache. People would be like, oh, you have a migraine. And Mm -hmm. I'm it wasn't until much later in my life that I realized, like in my 20s, that I realized like, oh, no, people with actual migraine have a whole different jam than just getting a really bad (laughs) headache. Like my first exposure was a coworker who was literally like it would hit her. She did not get a lot of the warning signals. Mm -hmm. And, like, it would literally just crumple her body. Like, it would be so bad and so intense, and she would be nauseous and... And uh, all all of those problems that are, you know, kind of acute and intense. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is different than headaches that I understood to be migraines. Yeah. This is, this is real. Yeah. I found the whole portion of the research for this episode that was about how uh, a lot of sort of sexist preconceptions evolved around migraine in the uh, 18th and 19th centuries, I got just enormously frustrated uh, with that because it really feels like people took migraine more seriously before those ideas started to evolve. So, like, the medieval treatments for migraine attacks probably didn't really work, but, like, they were there and people were working on it. Uh, and as things have evolved until today, considering how prevalent migraine is and how serious and disabling it can be, it's really underfunded and under-researched compared to a whole lot of other things, and it's really hard for people to get diagnosis a lot of the times. 
And then the idea of people having a hard time getting diagnosed with things, like, it doesn't just apply to migraine. It applies to so many other conditions as well. And I just, uh, I got very angry about all of that during the research. Yeah, I mean, I... I think there's also that problem, right, that persists. We touched on it a little in the episode, but, like, for people that don't have migraine and they do kind of equate it to just a really bad headache, there is often a level of dismissiveness. Yeah. Like, I remember a boss, he was not my boss, but was in a different department at a job where we had a coworker that had really quite debilitating migraines. And he was always... Never actually said it, but kind of always gave the impression that he believed this person was faking to get out of work. Like, oh, yeah. And that's not an outlier at all, yeah. which is very problematic. Yeah. I had a coworker at one of my first jobs who started dealing with migraine attacks really while we were working there together. Like, we were in the same age, basically the same job position. And she was having to miss a lot of work, both because of being in the middle of migraine attack, but then also because of, like, trying to go to doctors to figure Mm -hmm. out what was going on and, like, get a treatment that actually helped her. And then also left for another job. And our boss told me he thought she had been lying about her migraines to go to job interviews. And that was more than 20 years ago, and I'm still mad about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a like like you said, it's a persistent problem of mis based on misunderstanding and people not really taking it seriously, um, which just stinks. Because here's my thing: let's just say, for the sake of argument, someone just had a regular headache, but if they feel cruddy enough that they think they cannot work, have some grace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. There's a weird. Uh, a a weird thing about wanting and expecting people to work through discomfort and feeling ill that it, I think is even worse in the migraine and headache area, but is just across the board kind of a general problem in a lot of workplaces. Yeah. Yeah. I know there were folks who really hoped that the pandemic would lead to generally more grace of allowing people to have time off if they were ill. Um and at least at this moment, does not seem to be something that's been universally adopted across businesses here in the U.S. No. It's a whole culture. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This week we talked about something super disgusting. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Adulterated <laughs> milk. <laughs> but it is one of those things that I really didn't know anything about. So when I stumbled across it, I was like, what? Yeah. Well, and the 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 food safety story that I think a lot of people are more familiar with is... Uh, like the the slaughterhouse scandals um, that were covered a lot more widely, uh, not as much about the milk. We've talked before on the show about uh, in the butter versus margarine episode about the idea that margarine was being made with impure ingredients, but it's a little bit different nuance. Yeah, the uh, most of the slaughterhouse stuff happened, you know, a couple a few decades later. Um, the milk one really, though, endured. I mean, it was going on for a long time and people were fighting it, which to me is just terrifying. Like, I can understand why there were some people who were like, I'm not using milk at all because I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Especially if this strange mixture was, in some cases, making a convincing doppelganger for actual good milk. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine it would, but I don't know. I'm not about to mix chalk and plaster into my milk to see how it turns out. Um, yeah, oh, so gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, you d- you grew up in a, a milk drinking house, yes? Well, yes. So milk drinking house, part of it was just that I particularly liked milk and I drank a lot of it. 
my brother had a lot of allergies when he was little. And so for a while, when I was a kid, we were getting our milk directly from a goat farm because he didn't have the same allergy response right. to goat milk as he did to cow's milk. Um, and I continued to drink milk a lot, pretty much into my early adulthood, like college years. And then I eventually tapered off. Like, I don't, if I am drinking a glass of milk at this point, it's because the thing I just ate is too spicy. And even though there's some debate about whether milk really helps with that, right. it makes me feel a little better. I have never been a big milk drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I've historically really, like as a kid, forget it. You were not going to get me to drink a glass of milk. I would literally sit there and stubbornly gut it out in my chair for as long as it took until my mother would take that business away. For yeah. no reason that I know. I just probably got it in my head that I didn't like it. Um, I would use it in cereal without a second thought. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just didn't want to drink a glass of milk for whatever reason. And I I have always used it in coffee, although... Um, I have definitely found since probably my 30s when, like, nut milk started to be on the rise that I just have a way easier time with those in terms of, like, my body being like, yes, I'm cool with this to digest it. I can handle that, no problem. Yeah. And I I married a man who is very lactose intolerant, so that works (laughs) out. (laughs) Um, I cut all the dairy out of my diet at one point. Uh, because I felt like it was making my acne worse. Uh-huh. Um, that's just my own personal experience. I I I do not I do not need papers about <laughs> about what, uh, about that. Um, and I kept that up for a while, and I think that might have been the thing that like eventually just sort of cut off the desire to just drink a glass of milk. Um, I do eat some cheese now and put some butter on things. I eat plenty of cheese. I get a lot of cheese in my diet. But uh, yeah, for my my coffee, it's which I drink a lot of. It's usually an oat milk these days. Delicious, marvelous. I uh, I bought a thing of um, I think almond milk during the early early months of the pandemic. Intending to use it to make chia seed pudding because there, I have a chia seed pudding recipe that I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never got around to doing that. And so now it's like I'm slowly making my way through this needs to be consumed and not wasted <laughs> almond milk that I have. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting thing, right? Anytime you talk about any consumable item, just as we demonstrated, one, Everyone has an opinion about what you should be putting in your body. And two, that has been going on for centuries. Yeah. (laughs) I did not know about that Cotton Mather uh, writing that was like, God will punish you if you don't breastfeed your babies. And I was just like, whoa, man, right out of the gate. Cotton Mather needs to mind his own business. <laughs> no joke. Um, yeah, and there's always, I mean, uh, I it kind of comes down to that thing, right, where you were saying, please don't send me papers about uh, whether or not dairy and acne are actually connected. Uh, there's certainly validity that for some people that kind of response could happen because everybody's mm-hmm. body is different and you respond to things with different inflammatory responses. And so, you know, I appreciate that everyone thinks they have all of the information on what is best for everyone else. But really, that's between you and your doctor. <laughs> just, yeah, just as a general rule, everybody can focus on their own food choices. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Um, yeah, but uh, now, thank goodness, regulations all over the place. Yeah. I can't imagine some of the things that were going on in these places. And it's horrifying and not something I want my brain to linger on, um, both for all of the babies who were dying in horrible ways because their bodies could not obviously process the disgusting things they were being fed by well-intended mothers, surely. And also because those animals were treated horribly and everyone involved. I understand the people who are like, everyone in the supply chain should be punished. Totally get that that mentality. Um, but in happier thoughts, I sure am excited to make that meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really am. Um, Kristen's recipe looks very good. I can always uh, check with her and see if maybe we could share that recipe on our social. Uh, if she'd be comfortable with that. If anyone else wants to make it, I think it would be a great testament to just the concept of like family recipes that get passed down. If everybody started making her mom's secret recipe mm. meatloaf, that would delight me to no end. As a meatloaf lover, mm, can't wait. Um, I hope that you, if you are headed into a weekend, get a chance to eat and possibly make, if you like cooking, all kinds of delicious things and that you get some restful time if that is the way your week is structured. If you have responsibilities or you have to work over the weekend, I hope all of that goes as smoothly as possible. We'll see you on the other side. In the meantime, we do have a classic for you tomorrow and then a fresh episode on Monday. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.